Play and Review, Print Speaking to the Blind, celebrating 40 years of audio newspaper production. Welcome to this week's edition of the Duck and Tell Herald podcast, recorded at the Bishop Wright's Media Centre by our amazing volunteers. You can get in touch with us via Facebook, Twitter or Instagram using at Tune Review. That is at symbol C-U-E-A-N-E-R-E-V-I-E-W. You can also contact us directly by emailing information at tunereview.com. That is I-N-F-O-R-M-A-T-I-O-N at symbol C-U-E-A-N-E-R-E-V-I-E-W dot C-O-M. Or by calling 0141-772-3976. That's 0141-772-3976. Star avoids prison. A Scots TikTok star who threatened a police officer during a live broadcast has narrowly avoided a jail term. Lee Sutherland, 29, made the remarks toward the officer at Kirkintal Post Office on June 9th, 2021, against a background of personal animosity towards the police in Kirkintal. Sutherland of Cumbernauld named the officer and told viewers where he lived during the broadcast. He also stated that he knew what car he drives. He pleaded guilty at Glasgow Sheriff Court to behaving in a threatening or abusive manner. The court heard the police received an anonymous email in the early hours of June 10th that Sutherland was making a live broadcast on social media channel TikTok. Prosecutor Gail Campbell said, He called the officer he named a grass and told those watching his broadcast he had followed the officer home from a police station. Inquiries were made to to make sure the officer was okay and he was informed about the broadcast. Sutherland was later arrested and his mobile phone was seized. Atlanta Jack, defending, told the court Sutherland had issues with Kirkintilloch police and was angry at them. He admits he rebelled and told me he had no intention to cause harm. Sheriff Mays ordered Sutherland to do 108 hours of unpaid work and put him on supervision for 12 months. Read by Alan Todd. This Week in History, recorded on the 8th of February 2023 by me, Ian. February the 8th, 1904, the Russia-Japanese War broke out, provoked by Russian penetration into Manchuria and Korea. On this day last year, the Brit Awards saw Adele make a rare live appearance, winning three prizes and dedicating the biggest coin of the night to her son in a speech. February the 9th, 1964, Beatlemania gripped America as around 70 million tuned in to see the Fab Four and Ed Sullivan show. February the 10th, 1962, in Berlin, US spy plane pilot Gary Powers, shot down by the Russians, was exchanged for KGB agent Rudolf Abel, captured in New York five years earlier. On this day last year, the UK's first 100 miles per hour battery diesel hybrid train entered passenger service to cut carbon emissions and boost air quality. February 11th, 1929, the 109 acres of the Vatican in Rome was made an independent sovereign state under the Laternan Treaty. On this day last year, planetary bodies had been seen for the first time in the zone of a dead star, where water and life could exist, researchers said. February the 12th, 1929, 
actress Lily Langtree, an intimate friend of Edward VII, died. February the 13th, 1945. Hundreds of Allied planes bombed Dresden, devastating one of the world's most beautiful cities. Saddle up for funding. Time is running out to apply for the latest round of Eastern Bartonshire Community Grant Scheme. Local groups could follow the lead of the Glasgow Riding for the Disabled Association, RDA, which previously secured support for its work with pupils from the Camp Saviour School. The latest round of the scheme, administered by the Council, is open for applications until Friday, February the 10th, with £71,017 available to be distributed. Glasgow RDA fundraiser Marianne Prentice said, The Camp Saviour children thoroughly enjoy their equine therapy sessions and look forward to their lessons each week. We could not provide these activities without support from Eastern Bartonshire Community Grant Scheme. The teachers and support workers comment on how soothing the physical contact with horses is for children with disabilities and the horseback games are lots of fun. The children recently told their RDA coach, It was very good going outside on my horse. Camp View is an additional support needs skill based in Lindsay serving all of Eastern Bartonshire. Groups can apply for up, for up to £3,000 per year, provided they have a constitution, have a bank account, are not for profit, aim to bring benefits to the residents of Eastern Bartonshire. The application form and grant guidance are available via the council website www.easternbarton.gov.uk slash community hyphen grants hyphen scheme. The guidance outlines a range of eligible activities which can be funded, including startup costs, special projects, equipment, salaries and running costs, and the criteria by which grants are awarded. Councillor Gordon Lowe, leader of Eastern Bartonshire Council, said, We have already received applications from a range of groups and I look forward to hearing more about the excellent work taking place in local communities. I would urge all eligible organisations to apply. All applications must be made online. Groups can apply for up to £3,000 in one year. Successful applicants will be asked to complete a monitoring report at the end of the year to explain how the funding helped. Top Apple Pie Award as recorded by Hunter McDonald. Peter's Bakery of Kirkintilloch has taken a top prize in the 2023 World Championship Scotch Pie Awards, which were announced last week. The bakery received a diamond award for its apple pie, making it the best in Scotland, and a bronze award for steak and haggis pie. With nearly 500 of the best pies on the market submitted by 78 of the best butchers, bakers and other pie makers for judging by 60 pie professionals, all of our winners can be proud of placing so highly in the competition, said Alistair Smith, Chief Executive of Scottish Bakers, who run the competition each year. The winning products were all considered by the judges to be the best of the best when it came to taste, texture, appearance and smell across all categories. Awards were handed out by Carol Smiley. Board members sought by NHS NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde is looking for two new members to join its board. It wants to hear from people with a commitment to helping us to improve the health and well-being 
of the people living in Greater Glasgow and Clyde. NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde would particularly like to hear from people who have experience of working at senior clinician level with a proven ability to improve population health and tackle health inequalities or have a track record of improving the quality of health and care service provision. It's crucial that any candidates interested share the NHS Scotland values which guide the work of the board and everything it does. These are challenging but worthwhile and rewarding opportunities which will take up around eight hours a week with an expected commitment of up to four years in the first instance. If you're looking for a rewarding and worthwhile opportunity, the board would like to hear from you. Applications are invited from a wide range of people who have an interest in public service and are committed to the NHS in Scotland. In return, successful candidates will be paid £8,930 a year and will get reasonable travel and subsistence costs, dependent care and expense and support to help carry out duties. Full details are available at the Public Appointments website or by calling 03002441898. Completed applications must be received by 5pm on February the 8th. NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde is the largest health system in Scotland and one of the largest in the UK. Last chance to have your say. Eastern Bartonshire Health and Social Care Partnership, HSCP, is seeking your feedback to help shape the final draft of its Equalities policies. The Equalities Mainstream Report 2023-27 shines a spotlight on the wide range of work currently underway across Eastern Bartonshire Health and Social Care Partnership and sets out how the partnership plans to continue to embed the Equalities into practice. The priorities for the report have been identified by listening carefully to the community, including staff, service users, carers and their families, third sector organisations and stakeholders and hearing what is important to them. Commenting Caroline Sinclair, HSCP Chief Officer, said, Getting involved in the Equalities Mainstream Report 2023-27 and Equality Outcomes is a great opportunity for our communities to help shape services. Community engagement and participation is vital to the planning, design and delivery of health and social care services in Eastern Bartonshire, especially from communities with a protected characteristic. Who better to tell us how these services should be tailored than the people who use them? It is really important that the people who access these services help us to get it right. They can suggest changes or improvements that we may not have thought about. The survey can be found at https colon forward slash link dot link dot com forward slash s forward slash hscp equalities outcomes 2023 to 2027. Provost's Tribute Eastern Bartonshire's Provost Gillian Rennick has written to a local woman named in the New Year's Honours list to congratulate her on her award. Joyce Murray from Bishop Briggs has been named a medalist of the Order of the British Empire, BEM, for decades of community service as a council crossing patrol currently at 
Bulmouli Primary School and as a volunteer for the 1st Glasgow Company the Boys Brigade. Provost Gillian Rennick said on behalf of everyone in Eastern Barbenshire, I would like to offer congratulations and thanks to all those honoured. I look forward to meeting Joyce to hear more about her wonderful achievements. She is an inspiration and among the shining stars helping to improve the lives of people in the communities in which they live and work. Aldi launches Good to Go. Aldi is rolling out its partnership with the world's largest surplus food platform, Too Good to Go. Following a successful trial last year, the supermarket is making the surplus food bags available nationwide. In a bid to tackle food waste, while also offering even lower prices to customers. The magic bags will contain a range of grocery products that are approaching their sell-by or use-by dates at less than a third of the price, costing just £3.30 each to purchase for at least £10 worth of food. To get a magic bag, shoppers can download the free Too Good To Go app and search for their nearby Aldi store before reserving a bag to collect from the store at an allotted time. Boosting Workforce A marketing campaign to support the recruitment of more adult social care workers in Eastern Bartonshire has launched to help address the high level of vacancies in the sector. The campaign, titled There is More to Care Than Caring, will raise awareness of the career opportunities available in adult social care and encourage people to apply. Activity includes radio, outdoor and digital advertising, highlighting the important work done by adult social care workers. It is part of the Scottish Government's commitment to attract more people to work in adult social care, retain existing staff and raise its status as a profession. This builds on a pay uplift for all adult social care staff, which guarantees them a minimum of at least £10.90 an hour from this April. Social Care Minister Kevin Stewart visited Lukey House in North Berwick to see the work it does to support people affected by stroke, multiple sclerosis and neurological conditions. Lukey House supports people with multiple sclerosis who have had a stroke or who are living with different neurological conditions by providing essential short breaks for them. The centre also provides breaks for their guests, carers or family members either by taking on their caring responsibilities while they are at Lucky House or enabling them to have a break separately while their loved one is staying there. Commenting on the launch of the campaign, Mr Stewart said, Working in adult social care can be challenging, but offers the opportunity to have a hugely positive impact on someone's, on people's lives on a daily basis. We are increasing pay, improving terms and conditions in the sector, and developing clear career pathways for the workforce ahead of the introduction of the National Care Service. This will lead to more rewarding roles for the existing adult social care workforce and for new entrants to the profession. This campaign highlights that while relevant experience can help, it is core interpersonal skills such as communication, compassion, empathy and respect that are most highly valued. If these are skills you possess, then adult social care could be the career for you. Booking is a success. Measures to reduce demand at Eastern Partnership Council's recycling centres have been deemed a success. A report detailing the impact of these measures and the scale of the problem before they were introduced were welcomed by councillors during a recent meeting. 
Councillors also praised the work done by staff in combating the problems, as well as the considerations shown for visitors who were in need of additional support. Before the implementation of the present booking system, visitors to the two facilities in Mavis Valley, Bishop Briggs, were confronted by long waits and high levels of traffic, which peaked when the site reopened after closure due to the pandemic restrictions. The meeting heard that attempts to control this using conventional traffic management, initially with a private contractor and then with the council's roads department, were too expensive to be maintained long term. Instead, a booking system was introduced which requires visitors to request an appointment before visiting the recycling facilities. Introduced in August 2021, the booking system allows appointments to be requested up to two weeks in advance. Normally there are 12 slots available per 15 minutes during the opening hours. In the first year, more than 300 visits were scheduled each day, a total of over 100,000. Feedback has been very positive, with users of the site welcoming the reductions in traffic and queuing compared to previously, when upwards of 900 cars were visit each day. Last year, the range of acceptable plastics which could be deposited at curbside recycling bins was expanded from just bottles to include items such as tinfoil and plastic carrier bags, trays, tubs and pots. The Council is also working with Zero Waste Scotland to analyse what is still going into general waste bins. It will use this information to shape a public education campaign to help improve residents' recycling habits. Councillors were in agreement that the booking system had resolved a number of pressures at Mavis Valley. They also noted the impact of the expanded range of permitted recyclables in improving sustainability. And they confirmed the need for public publicity campaign which will be delivered by the Council's corporate communications team. Millions of pounds of drugs seized. Officers from Greater Glasgow's proactive series and organised crime units have seized millions of pounds worth of drugs, cash and weapons in operations targeting serious and organised crime, depriving them of a significant income and profit. Between January and December 2022, Officers seized drugs worth £9 million, £1.1 million in cash and 311095 seized under POCA legislation, Proceeds of Crime Act legislation. Officers have also confiscated 35 vehicles, 3 firearms, 71 weapons and closed 40 bank accounts. These operations demonstrate Greater Glasgow Division's ongoing commitment to disrupting dismantling and detecting those involved in serious and organised crimes. The anticipated income of these organised crime groups has been substantially reduced due to the ongoing work being carried out by divisional officers, specialist units and partner agencies working together to deter criminal networks causing significant harm within our communities. Commenting on the seizures, Chief Superintendent Mark Sutherland said, I am optimistic about what we have achieved so far, but we are far from complacent. We remain fully committed to disrupting and dismantling organised crime groups operating in the Greater Glasgow area. This is in line with our commitment to achieving the aim and vision of Scotland's Serious Organised Crime Strategy Task Force. People's lives are ruined by serious organised crime groups with their violence, intimidation and greed. They care for no one but themselves. I am determined to ensure that those involved are not above the law and that they can and will be held to account for causing misery and afflicting the lives of the public. We are not alone in our bid to achieve this. 
We work closely with our colleagues and partner agencies and the public, sharing information, resources and intelligence and stamping out this illegal activity. Laura Buchan, Procurator Fiscal for Specialist Casework at the Crown Office and Procurator Fiscal Service, said, The results demonstrated the impact of, coordinated, of a coordinated approach to detect and disrupt serious and organised crime gangs in the Greater Glasgow area and beyond. Helping to quit. NHS Lanarkshire, NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde and NHS Lothian have joined forces to support people who wish to quit smoking. They're launching a new campaign focusing on the harmful effects smoking has on people's health and bank accounts. The joint awareness campaign between Scotland's three largest health boards focuses on the benefits of quitting smoking to physical and mental health, as well as money worries. It directs those who smoke and their families to the free NHS Stop Smoking service, Quit Your Way. The service offers 12 weeks of support to anyone who smokes, including free nicotine replacement therapy and specialist support to quit for pregnant women and those with mental health problems. To find out more about, to find out more, call 0800 84 84 84. That's 0800 84 84 84. Monday to Friday, 9am to 5pm. Flight Path Funding More than £115,000 has been made available to good causes through Glasgow Airport's Flight Path Fund in 2023. Projects in groups of all sizes, based in each of the four local authority areas supported by Glasgow Airport's Flight Path Fund, Renfrewshire, Glasgow, Eastern Bartonshire and Western Bartonshire, can apply for support. The Fund's committee is urging neighbouring groups and organisations to submit applications and is also keen to support sustainably themed projects aimed at improving the environment and the communities local to the airport. Commenting on the funding, Rhonda Leach, Operations Director at Glasgow Airport, said, How we work with and support our local communities is a vital part of our wider sustainability strategy. So I am really pleased to confirm that this year's total is the biggest yet since the Flight Path Fund resumed in 2021. I've seen for myself the positive impact the work of the Flight Path Fund has in helping so many worthwhile clubs, charities and community organisations that neighbour the airport over the years. We want to make sure that as many worthwhile causes as possible continue to benefit, so it's important that local groups and organisations in need of support reach out. The Flight Path Fund was established in 2010 to provide financial support to community groups and charities that are committed to improving the opportunities facilities and series and services available to local people. Funding awards have continued to focus on three key areas employment, environment and social and educational projects. Almost £85,000 was awarded in 2022 by the Flight Path Fund to help support 64 groups, charities and projects within the communities local to the airport. More than £8,000 was also raised by passengers travelling through the airport who donated their spare currency via the six collection globes based at the airport. To find out more about applying for funding support, visit www.glasgowairport.com community and download the application form and our funding guidelines. Public consultation. Another nail in retailer's coffin? 
Report by Julie Curry. The Scottish Government is currently consulting the public on restricting alcohol advertising and promotion. In 2020, Scots bought enough alcohol for everyone aged over 16 to drink 18 units every week, 28% more than the UK Chief Medical Officer's lower risk guidelines of 14 units. An average of 700 people are hospitalised and 24 people die each week from illnesses caused by drinking alcohol. Each death being tragic but also entirely preventable. Restricting alcohol marketing is identified as one of the World Health Organization's three best buys, the most cost-effective measures that WHO recommends to prevent and reduce alcohol-related harm. It's for these reasons the Scottish Government is currently considering and consulting on the restriction of alcohol advertising and promotion. Marie Todd, Minister for Public Health, said, Alcohol marketing is seen by and appealing to large volumes of children and young people. International evidence shows that seeing alcohol marketing is associated with an increased likelihood that children and young people will start to drink alcohol or, if they already drink alcohol, drink more. It is also likely that alcohol marketing influences heavy drinkers and acts as an incentive to drink, which can make abstention more challenging for those in recovery. Young people in Scotland and people in recovery and their families have told us directly that they see a lot of alcohol marketing and want to take part in action to restrict us. The consultation sets out a range of potential proposals to reduce and restrict alcohol marketing, including prohibiting alcohol advertising outdoors, phasing out alcohol sponsorship, and reducing the promotion of alcohol in-store. By restricting alcohol marketing in Scotland, we hope to reduce the appeal of alcohol to our young people. This will support a reduction in consumption of alcohol and subsequently improve their health and health prospects as, as adults. It will also reduce the potential triggering effect that alcohol marketing can have on heavy drinkers and those, recovery or those in recovery or treatment. Researching alcohol marketing will also support our ambition to change our, our troubled relationship with alcohol. Your responses will help shape our next steps. However, however, plans to restrict the display of beers, wines and spirits in Scottish stores have been deemed unworkable and could threaten the survival of independent retailers. That's a view of the Federation of Independent Retailers, which has warned the government against measures which would see alcohol being displayed out of sight in small stores while bigger shops would be forced to keep products containing alcohol away from entrances, exits and checkouts. Ferhan Ashik, the past Scottish President of the Federation of Independent Retailers, the Fed, has warned that the government it would threaten the survival of independent retailers. He said, With the high costs we are facing, retailers don't have the mental or financial capacity to deal with any further legislation. We are tapped out. Some of our members may not even survive this year. Fairhan, who runs a shop in East Lothian, added, It feels like independent retailers are public enemy number one to the Scottish Government. We face an onslaught of legislation, whether it is the deposit return scheme, minimum unit prices for alcohol, the banning of disposable vapes or restrictions on high fat, sugar and salt foods. Independent retailers believe that the government should be tackling the issue of problem drinking through better health education and cultural change not by penalising penalizing retailers who are trying to earn a living and providing a living for the people who work for us. Alcohol in itself isn't harmful when taken in moderation. It is only the large quantities that are the problem. 
With a great many Federation members running with swords in socially and economically deprived areas, we will definitely feel the results of any legislation. The Federation's Scottish President, Aline Faruqi, dismissed the proposals as simplistic, unworkable and another massive threat to independent retailers. Scotch whisky, which by law can only be made in Scotland, is exported at a rate of 44 bottles per second. The Scotch Whisky Association also had deep concerns about the government's proposals. A spokesman said, The Scotch whisky industry is a robust marketing code which regulates how brands are advertised globally. We want to share, share the lessons of regulations already in place so there are no unintended consequences. The Scottish government has already tried to tackle Scotland's troubled relationship with alcohol with varied results. Measures have included minimum unit pricing, MUP, and lowering the drink drive limit. The consultation closes on March the 9th. To share your views on the proposals, visit www.consult.gov.scot slash alcohol hyphen policy slash alcohol hyphen advertising hyphen and hyphen promotion. Bibby supports cervical cancer campaign. During Cervical Cancer Prevention Week, January 23rd to 29th, Neil Bibby supported Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust as they called for action to eliminate cervical cancer in the UK. Cervical cancer currently kills two women in the UK every day and the charity is calling for action, innovation and awareness to help end cervical cancer. Neil Bibby is supporting Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust by encouraging women in west of Scotland to attend their cervical screening when invited and by supporting the efforts of the HPV immunisation programme. Cervical screening coverage in the area covered by NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde is just 65.4%, meaning that over a third of women in the region do not attend their screening when invited. Mr Bibby said, It's really exciting that we have the opportunity to effectively consign a cancer to the history books. Cervical screening and HPV vaccines can both help prevent cervical cancer and I would encourage everyone who can to make use of these amazing cancer prevention tools. Samantha Dixon, Chief Executive at Joe's Cervical Cancer Trust said, A world without cervical cancer doesn't have to be a pipe dream. The UK has the tools to make it a reality, which is incredibly exciting. We need government action to to get there as soon as possible, but everyone can play their part. Going for cervical screening when invited and making sure your child is vaccinated against HPV will help make cervical cancer a thing of the past. For more information, visit joestrust.org.uk That's J-O-S-T-R-S Sorry, J-O-S trust.org.uk Top honour for doctor A doctor from the Royal Hospital for Children in Glasgow has been recognised with a prestigious award for his work in developing a service for children with breathing problems. Dr Neil Gibson, consultant in paediatric respiratory medicine, has received a Lifetime Achievement Award from the British Paediatric Respiratory Society which aims to improve the health of children with with respiratory problems 
for his work over the years, as well as playing a key role in setting up NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde's service for the investigation of sleep problems in children with a focus on breathing, Dr Gibson's involvement in a standard setting and guidelines and dedication to teaching and training has also been recognised by the BPRS. And while he was honoured to receive the award, Dr Gibson was quick to praise the team effort which has led to Glasgow becoming one of the leading children's respiratory units in the UK. He said, I'm pleased to have been recognised with this award, but it's not just been me that should be recognised. There is a whole team behind this, and I was given so much support from people across the hospital, support from Ch- Glasgow Children's Hosp- Hospital Charity, support from younger colleagues who were re- really enthusiastic, and we built it up to one of the biggest services from that. Very early in my consultant career, there was a funding scheme for staff to get the chance to do, go and learn th- to do things that would help develop services. I was given a grant to go to, across st- to Stanford University in the USA for a few weeks to learn about sleep medicine in children, as this was an area where almost nobody was focusing on in the UK. I was able to go and do a course there, visit two of the top units, and then bring that back. This helped us build the, s- the sleep investigation unit in Glasgow. We were one of the first in the UK to do that for children. I was obviously interested and had the drive to do it, but I was given the chance by York Hill at the time to go to go and bring back this knowledge. The Glasgow Children's Hospital Charity were also fantastic in helping us purchase the equipment for the monitoring of the children, which allows us to develop the sleep lab. Sleep is really important. It is getting highlighted more now, but if you don't sleep well, it has all sorts of bad effects on your health. And children particularly with breathing problems, can have problems with their sleep, and when they've had a bad sleep, it has a knock-on effect on how they function during the day and on their whole family. If you can help them to sleep better, then everyone will benefit. During his 27 years as a consultant, Dr Gibson has watched a team of respiratory professionals grow, first at York Hill Hospital and now at the Royal Hospital for Children. From starting out with just two specialists, the service has expanded to a team of more than 60, including six consultants and a team of nurses and physiologists, with strong lights to, physical, to physiotherapists, social workers and psychologists. Dr Gibson added, The team are fantastic here. They have meant we have been able to develop Glasgow into one of the leading units in the UK for the investigation of sleep problems, particularly breathing problems in children. It only works because we all work together. Family Announcements Deaths Maloney, Maureen Peacefully at Glasgow Royal Infirmary on Wednesday, January 25th, 2023. Maureen, beloved wife of the late John, loving mum to Ryan and proud nana to Rene, Finlay and Freya. Fortified by the rites of the Holy Catholic Church, R.I.P., Reception visual to take place on Thursday, February 16th, 2023 at St Ninian's RC Church, Kirkintilloch at 6.30pm. Funeral Mass on Friday, February 17th, 2023 at 10am. Thereafter to Old Isle Cemetery, New Extension, arriving at 11.15am. Family flowers only, please. There will be a retiral collection in favour of Marie Curie. McFarlane, Hannah. Hannah McFarlane, aged 97, 
peacefully at home on Wednesday, February 1st, 2023. Mother to Bobby and Anna, grandmother to Craig and Gregor, and great-grandmother to Zoe. Much loved and sadly missed. Funeral arrangements, J&D Lawson, Limited, telephone 0141 776 2242. Somerville, Isabel. At the Marie Curie Hospice, Glasgow, on January 30th, 2023. Aged 87 years, of Lindsay. Much loved late wife of Wallace, mother of John and Susan, grandmother to Lisa, Graham, Stuart and Ian. Great grandmother to Jody and James. In memoriam. Doolin. Michael, in loving memory of a much-loved father and papa, Michael Doolin, who passed away on February 7th, 2022. Always loved and remembered. James, Maureen, Liam and Erin. Michael Doolin, one year gone, forever remembered and loved. Love Grace, Craig, Evan and Cody. Birthdays. Alexander Sharp. Happy 100th birthday, Dad. Lots of love from your family, Dorothy, Elspeth, Robert and Tracy. And grandchildren, Catherine, Emily, Sophie and Finlay. Greg's returns to airport with new jobs. 20 new jobs will be created when Greg's arrives back at Glasgow in April to help satisfy the hankering needs of millions of passengers. The pie is the limit for the airport's passengers, who will be able to once again enjoy many of the leading food-in-the-go retailers' most popular bites, including the chain's famous sausage roll, vegan sausage roll and steak bake. Customers will also be able to purchase a variety of breakfast items, including sandwiches, salads, sweet treats and freshly ground fair trade coffee. Greg's previously had a smaller presence at the airport up until 2010. The sit-in and takeaway venue will be based in the former Motso Cafe, next to the international arrivals, ensuring landslide customers won't even have to go past the security to satisfy their sweet savoury cravings. As well as enough space for 50 seated covers, the new venue will also feature an outdoor area where customers can enjoy an alfresco cake bake or coffee. Ronald Leach, Operations Director at Glasgow Airport said, I am really looking forward to welcoming Greg's back to the terminal and I have no doubt it will be very popular not only with our passengers but also the thousands of people employed across our wider airport campus. We anticipate welcoming an additional 1 million passengers this year as we continue our recovery so the introduction of such a popular retailer as Greg's is fantastic news. Roll on April! Gillian Long, Retail Operations Director for Greggs, said We are excited to be opening a shop at Glasgow Airport in the coming months, bringing local jobs to the area, as well as providing customers with a modern, convenient new place to experience their favourite Greggs food before taking to the skies. As a food-on-the-go retailer, Greggs continues to specialise in daily fresh shop-made sandwiches and savoury bakes, fresh in the shop ovens throughout the day. These are further comp- complemented by products and rangers, including fair trade coffee, breakfast, sweet treats and evening menu items. 
Greg's also offers a selection of vegan-friendly and lower-calorie products. Kirkintilloch Herald Letters page. Let's Talk, as published on Wednesday, February the 8th, 2023. Please send your letters via email to kirkyherald at jnscotland.co.uk and write letters in the subject field. Time to cut higher costs for prepayment meter customers. Sir, the present concern about fitting prepayment meters perhaps raises a more fundamental issue. Surely it would be correct for the energy companies to reduce the unit cost of these meters to match direct debit payments. There is no longer the question of additional collection costs to empty meters and all charges are collected up front. The only loss to the energy companies is that they don't have the ability to build up big account credits as they do with direct debits. So come on, change the charging structure and give poorer families a favourable unit rate for gas and electricity. Yours etc. James Watson by email. A naughty problem for Nicola. That's naughty spelled K-N-O-T-T-Y. Sir, it seems that our esteemed First Minister cannot help but get lost in a gigantic self-tied gender identity Gordian knot. She has now decreed that self-identified female Isla Bryson is, in fact, almost certainly faking trans status. I would like to know how Nicola Sturgeon has come to this conclusion, as one's self-determined gender identity is sacrosanct and not to be questioned, as to do so would be transphobic. Indeed, the SNP's own transphobia definition states that deliberately misgendering someone or using phrases or language to suggest their gender identity is not valid constitutes transphobia. Surely a clear-cut case of misgendering. I suspect that, prior to this farce, had any opposition politician stated such an opinion, then Miss Sturgeon would be shouting TRANSPHOBIA from the rooftops. Unfortunately for her, I do not see an Alexander coming over the hill to undo the knot she has made. Perhaps she should stick to stuff she's good at, like the education system, the NHS, ferries, name person legislation. Oh dear, maybe not. Yours etc. John McSweeney, address supplied. Free buttons, buses and fitness. Sir, I'd welcome the news of a 45 million bus journeys being made by young people since they were given concession cards by the Scottish Government a year ago if I thought it truly reflected a huge discreet decrease in parents driving them to school. However, has anyone looked at the average length of these bus journeys? In my experience, students who previously walked to school over relatively short distances now catch the bus for two or three stops. Not good for their fitness, surely, and certainly an inconvenient for adult commuters whose journeys are now taking much longer. And heaven help anyone who wants to catch a bus at school finishing time. Yours, etc. Sally Cheseldine. Address supplied. Principles appreciated. Sir, if the leaders of Scottish Labour had kept their fingers on the pulse of voter sentiment in Scotland, they could have been making preparations, even at this early stage, to have Anna Sauer in Butte House after the next election. Instead, it pandered to the woke elements in their own party and decided to join the Nationalists and continue to pretend the Emperor is wearing clothes. They backed the now fatally discredited GRR bill without safety-driven amendments. They did not even allow their MSPs a free vote. In the end, it may not matter as the SNP continued digging their own electoral grave on the same subject, but it was still a major error in Labour's part, and perhaps a good lesson. 
Principal stands are appreciated by voters. Use etc. Alexander Mackay by email. Pensions hit public purse. Sir, local authorities say they're so cash strapped they need to make cuts to services such as libraries, swimming pools and school music lessons. Perhaps if they didn't contribute around 20% of employee wages to their pension funds, they would have sufficient funds to retain these services. In comparison with the private sector, where their average company contribution is around 5%, 20% does seem generous. We don't hear this from the public service unions constantly bemoaning wages and conditions of their members. Perhaps they should pay attention. A complete restructuring of public sector pay is needed to reduce this burden of pension cost on the public purse. Yours etc. David F. Donaldson by email. Holyrood View by Ross Greeder, MSB. Free bus travel for under 22s has been a game changer. Nearly 10,000 pe- young people in Eastern Bartonshire now have a card in their pocket which lets them travel for free on any bus in Scotland. In the space of just a few years, this has gone from an idea I proposed to the Scottish Green Party conference to a reality benefiting hundreds of thousands of young Scots. With the cost of living crisis now really biting, I'm glad that the Scottish Greens have been in a position to deliver a scheme which helps family budgets. These bus passes are already a lifeline for many young workers, carers, students and others. To access free bus travel, young people just need a new national entitlement, Young Scot, card. Anyone aged 5 to 21 who still hasn't signed up can do so at any time at freebus.scot and I'd strongly encourage them to do so. Under 16s will need an adult to apply for them. You'll need to provide a scan of ID and a proof of address, as well as a photograph that can be used for the card. Buses are a vital part of our effort to reduce pollution and the inequality and to recover from the pandemic. Free travel for under 22s is one step in a longer journey to make Scotland's public transport work for people and planet. We're also setting up a new fund to support councils who want to look into running their own local bus services. From September, we are removing peak time rail fares. This will save commuters hundreds of pounds and make travelling by train a far more attractive option. Whether it's buses and and trains or active travel options like cycling, we are working to make green transport as easy, affordable, reliable and safe as possible. The Scottish Greens want to see fair free public transport for all eventually, as is the case in Estonia and Luxembourg. It's an achievable but ambitious goal, one which can't be achieved overnight. We're already seeing the evidence that free bus travel goes hand in hand with improvements in provision and services. Buses should be clean, green, accessible and operate on a timetable which meets the needs of local communities. That means also meaning bus stops to provide live timetables and shelters to ensure that those waiting can stay safe and dry even in challenging winter weather. If you have any ideas, please get in touch. And that was a Holy Review by Ross Greer, MSP. Move it in March for the SSPCA. Readers are being asked to move it in March to help the Scottish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. The SSPCA fundraiser, launching on March the 1st, asked people to complete 161 miles to match the 161 animals the charity rescues in a typical month. 
Participants can move it their way by choosing to walk, swim, cycle, run, or do any other activity to reach their target. Funds raised from the challenge will help the society continue to rescue Scotland's animals, including seals like caiman, skink and mamba. April Sorley, SSPCA National Wildlife Rescue Centre Assistant Manager said, In November, our animal rescue officers brought caiman, skink and mamba into the centre in Fishcross. Caiman and skink were rescued from Portree and Aberdour after being found underweight. Unfortunately, skink also had old bite wounds. Mamba was brought in from Crail and although she was slightly heavier than the other two pups, she had a severe wound on her flipper. Sadly, she was still trying to nurse from her dead mother when she was found. Luckily, all three seals flourished after receiving expert care from our staff. In January 2023, our team successfully released the pups back into the sea, happy they were a healthy weight and had the skills to survive in the wild. Stacey Rowan, Community Fundraising and Events Manager, said Move It in March offers something for everyone. She added, Whether you complete your miles by walking the dog, pushing a pram, or even heading out paddleboarding, any activity where you can monitor your distance qualifies and contributes towards the 161-mile target. We think this is a great opportunity to pres- preserve... <laughs> we think this is a great opportunity to persevere with any resolutions for 2023 or even begin a new hobby. You can also involve the whole family and get everyone active. After you raise £50, you can claim a free SSPCA beanie hat which is perfect for those chillier days. The Move It campaign runs from March 1st to 31st. Sign up online at https colon forward slash forward slash register dot infuse dot com forward slash ps forward slash event forward slash move it in March. That's https colon forward slash forward slash register dot enthuse dot com forward slash ps forward slash event forward slash move it in March. HMRC says thank you to customers. A record 11.7 million customers submitted tax returns on time. HM Revenue and Customs, HMRC, has revealed. On January 31st, 861,085 customers filed online to meet the deadline, some with minutes to spare. Some 36,767 filed in the last hour before the deadline, but the peak was between 4pm and 4.59pm, when 68,462 customers submitted their tax return. More than 12 million customers were expected to file a self-assessment tax return for the 2021 to 2022 tax year. HMRC is urging customers who missed the deadline to submit theirs as soon as possible or risk facing a penalty. Myrtle Lloyd, HMRC's Director General for Customer Services said, Thank you to the millions of customers who got their tax returns in on time. Customers who have yet to file and who are concerned they will not be able to pay in full, may be able to spread the cost with a payment plan. Visit gov.uk to find out more. That's 
gov.uk to find out more. District News, General, 8th of February 2023. Citizens Advice Bureau. Meeting. Eastern Bartonshire Citizens Advice Bureau give notice of their annual general and public meeting to be heard virtually on Friday, February the 10th at 2pm. Please contact us on 0141 775 3220 or by email bureau at eastonbarton.cab.casonline.org.uk to receive the Zoom meeting link. Nominations to the trustee board from interested parties welcomed. Society of Antiquities On February the 2nd, the Antiquities received a presentation on the work of the Commonwealth War Games Commission from Grant Pinkerton. Grant, who lives in Woodley, is one of the volunteer speakers and tour guides for the Commission as part of the McRoberts Trust Speakers Programme. He was a very knowledgeable enthusiastic presenter and delivered a fascinating talk on the origin and history of the Commission, its ongoing work and the information available in its archives which he demonstrated for members of the audience in the course of the presentation. The Commission was set up in the aftermath of the First World War, largely due to the efforts of some Fabian Weir, and looks after the graves of servicemen and women who died in the First and Second World Wars. A few numbers illustrate the scale of their work. 1.7 million Commonwealth servicemen and women are commemorated, with 1.1 million headstones maintained at 23,000 locations in 153 countries. There are 13,000 locations in the UK with 170,000 war graves. Grant described how the standard layout of headstones was developed, irrespective of rank or status. Where there are more than 40 graves, a cross of sacrifices erected, the old Isle has 39 graves so just misses out, and where there are more than 1,000 graves, a stone of remembrance is installed. Where no bodies were recovered but where servicemen and women were known to have died, their names are inscribed on large memorials. The best known of these include the Menin Gate at Ypres and the fateful memorial at the Somme. Grant described the lives of sev- several servicemen from the local area whose graves are maintained by the CWGC. Our thanks to Grant and the CWGC for a very relevant and stimulating presentation. Matilda Auditions This is a chance for all young people from primary 6 to S6 or a coffin age, to come and give drama a try and be chance to take part in a special production of the great musical Matilda. Come along to the Turret Theatre, 90's side, Kirk and Tillich, G66 1PY, on Tuesday, February the 21st, at 6.30pm to find out more. Don't be shy, give drama a try. This is a great chance to find out you if you would like the chance to be on stage in front of a live audience. Out of Town, Musical Event Music by Brahms headlines Milgai Music Club's February concert at Cairns Church on Friday, February the 17th. Tickets for the concert are available online, www.milgaimusic.org, at the Honeybee Cafe in Milgai, and at the door. Heart of the Matter An out-of-hospital cardiac arrest Column by Dr Frank Dunn I will remember that as school pupils planning a career in medicine, we were encouraged to read about medical matters both in the newspapers and on TV. We, of course, believed everything we read and saw. All these years on, there's a little scepticism about the ver- verity of what we read and watch, 
but I find many articles and TV features both informative and well-researched. This week we heard that each year in the UK there are 30,000 out-of-hospital cardiac arrests, the majority at home, with just a 10% survival. Despite the excellent work being undertaken by resuscitation organisations, there remains a reluctance of becoming involved in life support, and this is understandable. However, the reality is that failure to commence basic life support seriously compromises the subsequent outcome for the patient. The ABC of airway, breathing and circulation are at the heart of this. The patients will not survive unless specialist help is on the way. This is one of the beauties of the mobile phone. I always take one on the golf course in case there is a cardiac arrest on one of my fellow golfers, and this does happen. A defibrillator in the clubhouse is not much good if you have to run back from the course to notify them. You might end up with two collapsed people rather than one. The other benefit of a mobile is that the 999 responder will talk to you through what to do and also inform you where the nearest defibrillator is located. Once you have summoned help, you can start cardiac massage. Establish that the airway is not blocked and the patient is breathing. If not, and there is no pulse, then start cardiac compressions with two rescue breaths, mouth to mouth, for every 30 compressions. The location of the compressions are over the mid-sternum, with the fingers interlocked and the elbows straight. These need to be as vigorous as the pressure is designed to provide some restoration of the heart's pumping action. If a portable defibrillator can be located, this will greatly enhance the likelihood of survival. May I suggest you visit lifesaver.org.uk, which is very informative. My goal in writing this is to help remove the fear when confronted with a patient with cardiac arrest. You, You can be the reason for extending someone's life by many years. How satisfying would that be? District News column by Dr Frank Dunn District News Churches 8th of February 2023 St David's Memorial Park Church At St David's Memorial Park Church our Sunday morning service on February the 12th will be at 10.30am All are welcome to attend our service During the service School-aged children will have the opportunity to go through to our halls with the leaders of JAM for their own time of fun and learning. Our Tuesday lunchtime service will be held each Tuesday from noon in our small hall. Our next service will be February the 14th. All are welcome to attend this afternoon service. The church has commenced with a warm space event. This will continue on Mondays in 2023. The church will be open from noon to 4pm. All are welcome to come along. Volunteers are needed to support this event. If you can offer some time and support, please contact the church through the Facebook page. Our next Saturday at SDMP will be on February 25th from 10am to noon. This is a free event for all primary age children where they will be involved in arts and crafts. Please see see detail on our Facebook page to contact details for how to register. St James Church, Hilton Road, Bishop Briggs Rector the Reverend Paul Watson, 0141-230-4080. There is a communion service in the chapel on Thursday, February 9th at 11am and on Sunday, February 12th at 9am. The 10.30 communion service with hymns on Sunday is in the church. Face masks are personal choice. Everyone is welcome to come along to any of these services. 
Just stay on for tea and coffee and fellowship afterwards. Tuesdays at 1pm and 3pm we have a warm space and on Tuesday, February the 14th, it is combined with the Tuesday Club Lunch and Talk by Dr Ed King on the British Antarctic Survey. Why not come along for the warmth, food and companionship? The Meditation Labyrinth is still available in the car park for a mindful walk round. There are also other virtual services and groups. For up-to-date and further information, refer to our social media. Facebook, St James Alice Bishop Briggs. Website, www.stjamesbishopbriggs.org.uk Kirk and Tillis Church of God At Regent Hall, Regent Street, every Wednesday, the Coffee Corner is open from 12 noon to 2pm for home baking and coffee. Join our friends and neighbours for a chat over a coffee. On Sunday, there will be a Zoom service at 6.30pm. The speaker will be missionary, broadcaster and author Brian Johnson. A warm invitation to everyone who is able to join us on Zoom. Access details for the stream can be obtained by emailing hello at regenthall.org. For up-to-date and further information on our services, visit our website on www.regenthall.org. Jesus said, The Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. John chapter 3 verse 14 St Mary's Parish Church The service on Sunday, February the 12th, will begin at 11am and will be taken by the Reverend Dr Ruth Morrison. The young church will meet in the church halls during the service for age-appropriate activities. After the service, tickets for the annual pancake lunch will be in sale. They will cost £1 plus a donation on the day. The lunch will be held after the service on Sunday the 26th of February. Both savoury and sweet pancakes will be available, as well as gluten-free pancakes. Wednesday welcome continues to take place on Wednesday morning at beginning at 10am, when tea or coffee plus home baking will be available. A short service will be held at 11.30am. Lindsay Union Parish Church Sunday worship on February the 12th is at 11am, read by Reverend Dan Carmichael. There is tea and coffee in the new hall after the service. Young people are also welcome to Lighthouse and Bible class. A live stream of the service is available on YouTube via our website. The Meeting Place Coffee Shop is open on Wednesdays 10am to noon in the new hall. Meet your friends and enjoy a chat over a cup of tea or coffee. Everyone, from the very young to the young at heart, is welcome to attend. We also have a good selection of greetings cards and second-hand books for sale. The drop-in youth cafe on Thursdays, 3.45pm until 5pm, is a place where our young people can hang out, relax and have a good time after a long day at school. Each week there is a free snack with lots of different things to do, such as game consoles, table tennis, arts and craft, board games and more. The coffee pot is open on Fridays 10am to noon in the new hall for teas, coffee and chat. Saturday February the 18th, the Guild Coffee Morning, 10am till noon in the new hall, refreshments and bric-a-brac stall, tickets £3. In the afternoon we have messy church 4-5pm in the new hall. Everyone is welcome to come along to a fun-filled hour. Challenges, crafts and experiments. Kemmuir Parish Church. We look forward to Phil Allen, Church of Scotland reader, leading our warning worship this Sunday. The service will be live streamed at 11am on YouTube and can be found by searching for Kenmuir Bishop Briggs. 
Our warm welcome hub is open on Fridays from noon until 3pm, providing a warm, safe place with free hot soup, coffee, tea, etc. to all who might enjoy some fellowship each week. This is open to all, not just members of the congregation. Details of all of our current groups can be found on our website at kemure-church.co.uk. To find us on Facebook, just search for Kemure Parish Church. If you would like to join our WhatsApp group or receive the Bible studies from ABC, then email us at kemurechurch at icloud.com. Colston Wellpark Church A warm welcome awaits you at our morning service this Sunday at Colston, commencing at 11am and led by Reverend Leslie Grieve. Tea and coffee served in the hall after the service. This Monday, the Colston Art Club continues from 10am to 1pm and all enthusiastic and budding artists will be made welcome and if you are interested, contact 07709-584-680 for more information. This Wednesday from 11am to 12.30pm, Cake and Company invites all those who need some friendly chat and good company. The food bank continues its worthwhile work within the community and is open every Friday from 11am to 1pm and 2pm to 4pm. A special thanks to all who steadfastly donate and give of their time. Follow Colston Church Services on Facebook at Colston Well Park Parish Church and if you require further information on any of our church activities, contact Leslie Grieve on 07813-255-052. St Columba's Hillhead St Columba's Hillhead Church has two sites, St Columba and Hillhead. Do join us for our Sunday morning service at St Columbus at 10am or at Hillhead at 11.30am. Tea, coffee and juice are served after the service at St Columbus and before the service at Hillhead. We'd love to meet you there, but if you really can't come in person, you can still connect with us by livestream via www.kirkintillochstcolumbus.org.uk or by searching for St Columbus Hillhead Kirkintilloch on YouTube. We have a short-term midweek service at St Columbus on Wednesdays at 10am. We are offering free hot drinks and biscuits at our weekly warm welcome at Hillhead, 2pm to 4pm on Wednesday afternoons. Call in if you can. P. Wright at churchofscotland.org.uk Mobile 07427 Springfield, Cambridge Morning worship on Sunday, February the 12th will be led by Reverend Ian Taylor and Mrs Julie Harty in the sanctuary at 11am. The Sunday school meets in room 2. There is also a cash facility where we will be happy to look after your child, birth to 3 years, in room 2. Morning worship is also being live streamed on the Springfield Cambridge Church YouTube channel. A link to this can be found on the Springfield Cambridge Church website www.springfieldcambridge.org UK and Facebook page for up-to-date information about events and church organisations. Tea and coffee will be available after church in the room 1. Come and enjoy the fellowship. On Sunday, February the 12th, tickets, donation price £10, will be available for members of the fundraising group in the Hall of Fellowship for the Quiz and Fish Supper Night, taking place on Saturday, February the 18th. The fundraising group are offering the chance to win, win a pamper hamper. The hamper will be on display beside the entry slips 
in the Hall of Fellowship on Sunday, February the 12th. There will be a vestry hour on Wednesday, February February 8th, from 10am to 11am. There is a short weekly service of worship in the Springfield Chapel today, Wednesday, from 10am to 11.30am. Tea and coffee available in the Hall of Fellowship. Milton of Campsie Church. Time to pray is at 7.15pm on Wednesday and the fellowship meets at 7.30pm for a talk by Sid Sharp on Life in and Around Milton of Campsie. BB Anchor and Junior Sections are at 6.15pm on Friday. Thanks to all who sent in pictures of lights. For next Sunday, send us a picture of a banner or picture you have made depicting the four letters WWJD. They stand for What Would Jesus Do? Warm Species Hub is on Monday to 1pm. To volunteer and or for more information, contact Anne Pert, annepert56 at gmail.com or 01360-313-003. Also, on Mondays, Babyland Toddler Group at 9.45am, Hobbies Club at 2pm, Badminton Club at 7.30pm, Thanks for the huge response to our request for food bank donations. The next collection will be Sunday, February the 26th. Lindsay Old Parish Church Sunday morning worship is conducted at 11am by Reverend Louise McClemens. Sunday school for children is three years to primary seven and focus for young people. A creche is available for children under three. Time out, a friendly and welcoming group for ladies of all ages. Meet in the church hall on Monday, February the 13th at 7.45pm. Margaret Redpath will be speaking about Fresh Start, who help people make a home for themselves. Thursday Club meets on February the 16th at 2pm in the church hall. Enjoy tea and coffee and home baking, followed by games. Scottish Country Dancing is on Thursdays at 7.30pm in the church hall. A gentle form of exercise for body and mind. Public Notices GVOL Goods Vehicle Operators Licence Emory Transport of Alton Farm, Milton of Campsie, Glasgow, G668AB, is applying for licence to use Alton Farm, Milton of Campsie, Glasgow, G668AB, as an operating centre for two goods vehicles and zero trailers. Owners or occupiers of the land, including buildings near the operating centre, who believe that their use or enjoyment of that land would be affected, should make written representations to the Traffic Commissioner at Hillcrest House, 386 Hare Hills Lane, Leeds, LS96NF stating their reason within 21 days of this notice. Representers must at the same time send a copy of their representations to the applicant at the address given at the top of this notice. A guide to making representations is available from the Traffic Commissioner's Office. Goods Vehicle Operators Licence Alan McLean, trading as McLean Grab Hire Limited of Exchange House, Suite 5, 50 Dry Men Road, Bears Den, Glasgow, G61 2RH, is applying for a licence to use Chal Building, 
73 Colsyth Road, Glasgow, G661 QF, as an operating centre for two goods vehicles and zero trailers. Owners are occupiers of land, including buildings, near the operating centre who believe that their use or enjoyment of that land would be affected, should make written representations to the Traffic Commissioner at Hillcrest House, 386 Hare Hills Lane, Leeds, LS96NF, stating their reasons within 21 days of this notice. Representers must at the same time send a copy of their representations to the applicant at the address given at the top of this notice. A guide to making representations is available from the Traffic Commissioner's Office. Planning Notices Eastern Bartonshire Council Public Notices The Eastern Bartonshire Council, Toft Hill Avenue, Bishop Briggs, Temporary Closure, Order 2023. On the 14th of February 2023, the Eastern Bartonshire Council made the above-named order under Section 14 brackets 1 of the Road Traffic Regulation Act 1984 as amended. It makes it unlawful for any person to drive or cause or permit to be driven any motor vehicle with the exception of emergency service vehicles, vehicles engaged in the works, and those vehicles requiring access to properties adjacent to the closed section of road when it is safe and practical to do so, on Toft Hill Avenue, Bishop Riggs, between its junctions with South Esk Avenue and Toft Hill Gardens, by reason of works being executed on or near this road. This order will operate from 8am on Tuesday the 21st of February until 6pm on Monday the 6th of March 2023. Alternative route. The alternative route for vehicles will be way of South Esk Avenue, Stirling Drive and Toft Hill Avenue, Bishopricks, and these routes will be signposted. SGD, Karen Donnelly, Chief Solicitor and Monitoring Officer, Legal Services, Eastern Bartonshire Council Headquarters, 12 Strathkelvin Place, Kirkintalk, G661TJ. Members' Surgeries Councillors' Arrangements for Interviewing Residents Ward 7, Kirkintalk, East and North Antwerker Councillor Stuart MacDonald 8th of February 2023 the Hub, William Patrick Library, Service Room 1, 5.30pm until 6pm. 8th of February 2023, Hearstains Huts, 6.15pm until 6.45pm. 15th of February 2023, Twecker Healthy Living and Enterprise Centre, 5.30pm until 6pm. 15th of February 2023, Hillhead Community Centre, 6.15pm until 6.45pm. Ward 7, Kirkintalk East and North Antwerker, Councillor Susan Murray. 11th of February 2023, Hillhead Community Centre, 9.30am until 11am. 11th of February 2023, Twerker Healthy Living and Enterprise Centre. 11.30am until 1pm. 15th of February 2023. The Hub, William Patrick Library, Room 1, 6pm until 7.30pm. 
Between surgeries, counsellors can be contacted at the Members Support Unit on 0300 123 That number again is 0300 Planning Applications Format Application number followed by address slash location followed by proposal followed by type of advert, followed by period of reps. TP slash ED slash 22 slash 0209. Hungry side, Torrance Road, Torrance, Eastern Bartonshire, G64 4EG. Formation of well-being retreat with associated accommodation, class 8, incorporating retrospective application for eight short-stay holiday lake cabins and covered barbecue area, and facilities including class 11 within existing sheds. Neighbour notification, 21 days. TP slash ED slash 22 slash 0768. Branzit Farmhouse, Branzit Farm, Balmore Road, Balmore, Eastern Bartonshire, G64 4AH, Erection of Garden Room in the Rear Garden, Section 65, Affecting CA, 21 Days, TP ED 230012, 2A Myrtle Avenue, Lindsay, Eastern Bartonshire, G66 4HP Single Story Rear Extension Section 65 Affecting CA 21 Days The application plans and other documents can be viewed online through the Council's website. The current restrictions on non-essential office work associated with the coronavirus pandemic means that plans cannot be viewed in the Council offices as normal. Written comments may be made within the above period to the Council through the Council's website or to the above address. Any representations will be treated as public documents and made available for inspection by interested parties and may also be published on the Council's website. Biggest match in club's history. An article by Brian Yule and read by me, Corey. Rossville women are gearing up for the biggest game in the club's history on Sunday when they host Rangers in the fifth round of the Scottish Cup. They go on to the tie on a high after moving up to second in the SWF Championship with a 4-3 win at home to Renfrew. They did the hard way as while a bullet header by Amy Allen gave Rossville the lead, Renfrew gave back to be ahead, 2-1 going into the break. However, in the second half, a double from Louise McJacobs and a goal from Megan Whiteford put Rossville back in front. A late free kick from Renfrew set up a thrilling injury time, but Rossville held on to claim the three points and move above their visitors on goal difference. For a team who only started playing last season, the opportunity to take on Rangers is a daunting but exciting prospect. Head of women's and girls football, Michael Doherty, said... We are under no illusions about the magnitude of the tasks in front of us, but to be playing the champions of Scotland has everyone excited. 
Even for our most senior players, this will be a learning experience, taking on top international players. And for those on our pathway, it will give them an added motivation to strive to one day share the pitch with a team who plays Champions League football like the players they currently look up to. When Rangers came out of the draw, we couldn't believe it. It is the biggest game in the history of the club for either the men or the women. And is a great reward for all the hard work that goes on, not only among the playing staff, but also all the volunteers who do so much behind the scenes. The fact we go on to the game having beaten Renfrew means everyone is buzzing, and ready for the challenge. The odds may not be in our favour, but when you look at the men's game and see Darville beating Aberdeen in their Scottish Cup, you just never know what might happen. That article was written by Brian Yule and read by me, Corey. Menzing leads the young Jers to cup success. Bishopric's youngster Cody Menzing has helped lead Rangers to cup success. The Bomoldi primary pupil lifted the Tony Cup as captain of the Ibrox Sides under-12s team. The elite 5v5 indoor tournament sponsored by Katoni Engineering combines traditional five-a-side rules with futsal. It's hosted by Aberdeen's Youth Academy as it returned for a fifth year to Aberdeen Sports Village. Rangers advantaged to the knockout stages after successfully topping their group, which also included Hibernian, Dundee and Hamilton Academicals. This set up a meeting with Celtic in the semi-final, which they won handily 5-1, and it was on to the final for a clash with the hosts, Aberdeen. Rangers raced into an early 2-0 lead, and while the Dons pulled one back, another two goals would kill off any hopes of a fight back, as Menzing was handed the trophy following a 4-1 victory. Keep working hard to turn it around. An article by Brian Newell and read by me, Corey. Kirkintalk Rob Roy, manager Kevin McGoldrick, believes his side simply have to keep working hard in order to start picking up results. Rob Roy has slipped to 13th in the WOS Premier Division, just one spot above the relegation zone following Saturday's 3-1 defeat at home to Beath Juniors. Carlo Monte, first-minute strike, gave the visitors the lead at half-time, and strikes from Nick Doherty and Paul Fries made it 3-0 before Adam Martin pulled one back, the first goal Rob Roy had scored since McGoldrick took charge. McGoldrick told the club's YouTube channel, A minute into the game, you are 1-0 down. Losing an early goal and then chasing the game seems to have been a pattern for the last four games. We actually performed alright in the first half, had a few chances and were saying at half time about shutting the door at one end and trying to score at the other, but within five minutes you are 3-0 down. But they are an honest bunch and will just keep working as hard as we can and we're confident that one win can lead to two, can lead to three. So that's the aim. They've been working hard in training, really hard. So I feel for them because they are giving their all. 
but just falling short. Meanwhile, Beath have sent Jay Mackay on loan to league rivals Peters Hill until the end of the season, in order to allow him more game time. Mackay would make an immediate impact scoring in the 3-2 win at home to Largs Thistle as Peters Hill moved off the bottom of the table. The hosts raced into a three-goal lead courtesy of a John Tennant on goal and Ben Cappy kneeling it over the keeper either side of McKay's strike. Largs, who had missed a penalty with a score at 2-0, pulled two back. But despite having Jordan Scott sent off, Peters Hill held on. Rossville are out of the South Challenge Cup after a 5-1 defeat at home to Lowland League side East Kilbride. John Kelly gave the hosts the league from the penalty spot and were still level at the break. But in the second half, the quality of the team from two divisions higher proved too much. Rossville have boosted their ranks with a signing from striker Connor Hamilton on loan from Clyde Bank. Ashfield and Glasgow Pershire now sit second and third in the second division, respectively, as both won at home on Saturday. The former thrashed Wishaw 5-0 with goals from a double from Ledbetter and further strikes from Barr, Sheridan and Black. Pershire beat Aberdeer Thistle 3-1 with Ryan Gemmel adding a double from Jamie Patterson. However, the celebrations were tempted, as Joss Kelly was stretched off with a bad injury. Rossville Academy two-match winning streak came to an end as they lost 3-1 home to Thorne Academy in the 4th Division. Fixtures Premier League Clydebank vs Peters Hill Troon vs Kirkintilloch Rob Roy, 1st Division Rossville vs St Rocks, 2nd Division Glasgow Pershire vs Mary Hill St Anthony's vs Ashfield 4th Division, Colsyth Athletic vs Rossville Academy West Park United vs BSC Glasgow That article was written by Brian Yule and read by me, Corey. Sophia signs pro contract at City. Sophia Martin has signed a professional contract with Glasgow City, just days after turning 16. Martin was named player of the match in the under-18s Scottish Cup victory over Celtic last month and is believed to be the youngest Scottish female ever to sign pro terms. The teenager has made three appearances for the first team this season and scored her first City goal in the Sky Sports Cup quarter-final victory over Glasgow women in October. Signing until the summer of 2026, Martin is the second City player to have progressed from the academy to the first team this season. After Lisa Forrest, who scored the winner in the Scottish Cup final, signed her first professional contract last month. She said, I'm delighted to be given this opportunity to sign my first professional contract at Glasgow City. It has always been a dream to play for this club. I can't wait for many more opportunities 
and to get started here with the staff and players. City stayed top of the SWPL1 with an 8-1 victory at home to Partick Thistle on Sunday. The goals were shared around as Priscilla Chinchilla grabbed a double and Claire Walsh, Linda Mothhallow, Kinga Kozak, Lisa Forrest, Lauren Davidson and Megan Foley were also on target. City travelled to Hearts tonight in the league before hosting Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup on Sunday. West Park United drew 2-2 at home to Bishopton in the SWF West and will be looking for their first win when they travel to bottom of the table, Athena Glasgow Women, on Sunday. That concludes this week's edition of the Kiffin Hill Herald podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our channels at Tune Review and to tell your friends about our service.